it's no secret that food prices in Hawaii are rough, much higher than the national average. But there's one section of just about every supermarket that is even more eye-raising. I am in the meat aisle and yep, there it is. Hawaii local grass-fed beef. Oof, good $3 more than uh, the other stuff. While there's a lot of cows born in Hawaii, most of them are shipped to the mainland. And the ones that stay behind and show up in your supermarket are sold at a premium. You're listening to Hawaii Grown, a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Claire Caulfield. Hawaii imports almost 85% of our food, and this podcast is here to explore solutions and ideas that could help small farmers. And today, we're taking a look at the state's cattle industry, which has changed dramatically in the past 30 years. But recent investments and some federal legislation are poised to change the game once again. And to break this all down for us is my colleague Thomas Heaton. He's been reporting on some interesting developments in the cattle industry. Welcome, Thomas. Thanks, Claire. There seems to be a certain level of optimism among ranchers to actually bring Hawaiian beef to Hawaii customers. That's really great to hear. Um, But before we get into these upcoming changes, can you break down how things are currently working? Yeah. To do that, I'll introduce you to Keith Unger from McCandless Ranch on Big Island. Those are my cows. 200 breeding herds. McCandless Ranch has 200 cows living on about 2,600 acres. This is the breeding herd, who produce offspring with McCandless's bulls. Those babies stay in Hawaii for about 10 months before they're weaned off their mothers and sent to feedlots on the mainland. And then from the calf crop, you know, I'll decide what to sell, what to hold back to replace the older cows. So the whole point of his farm is to just keep producing calves to send to the mainland? Yeah, and this isn't unique to McCandless Ranch. In the 1990s, Hawaii's feed mills closed down, Mm. and it's expensive to bring in tons and tons of corn and soy to Hawaii. So the ranchers decided to stop bringing feed to their cows and send their cows to the feed on the mainland. An interesting workaround, but it kind of seems unsustainable. I mean, why even keep breeding cows here just to send them away? You're not wrong, but remember, paniolos are integral to Hawaii's culture. Take Keith, for example. His wife's family has worked this land for over 100 years. Back in the day, we had a fence crew. We had a rock wall gang. We had a herbicide crew. We had a cowboy crew. And so it really was a community-driven operation. Today, um, not so much. We have one We have one employee. We have one cowboy. Cattle ranching uh, is, is a difficult prospect. Sending cows to the mainland isn't ideal, sure, but ranchers are working with the cards that they've been dealt. They're going to do whatever it takes to keep this tradition alive while still making a living. Keith is ready for a change, though. He'd like to keep his cows, maybe even hire a few more cowboys. And that means raising grass-fed beef. Keith has the acres of grass. He doesn't have to worry about importing feed, but what ranchers like Keith haven't had is enough access to slaughterhouses. 
until recently. And it's kind of an ex- exciting time because uh, previously we really haven't had that opportunity that seems to be opening up now. Back in 2019, an Idaho billionaire named Frank Vandersloot purchased the two biggest slaughterhouses in the state. I had a chance to talk to Frank, and he's planning on ramping up production in a big way. So how big are Frank's slaughterhouses? Are they going to be able to supply Hawaii with all the beef we could eat? Not exactly. <laughs> Frank Vandersloot told me these were micro plants compared to the facilities on the mainland. Mm. That said, Frank's business should be able to slaughter about 40% of Hawaii's cattle which is a pretty big jump. Hmm, seems promising, but I've heard that not everyone is thrilled with Frank Vandersloot's involvement. Yeah, I, I chatted to a few Paniolos and people in the slaughterhouse business, and it seems there's equal parts pessimism and hope for the future of cattle here in Hawaii. Hmm. Some are saying, give the guy a chance. Others are worried that they're going to be at the whim of this billionaire newcomer. There were also concerns that Frank was monopolizing Hawaii's slaughterhouse industry. Hmm. Because for the first time, the two main slaughterhouses were run by the same person. This led to a bill being introduced at the legislature last year. It would have limited slaughterhouse ownership to 50% among other things. Uh, Did it pass? It didn't, no. But the fact that it was introduced shows how seriously some people in the industry felt about this. Mm. Disparities of power between producers and slaughterhouses has been a long-standing issue on the mainland. Something to keep an eye on for sure, but... Either way, it seems like any Hawaii slaughterhouses would really just serve ranchers who want to produce grass-fed beef, right? Because they're not importing tons of animal feed. And in my experience at the grocery store, it always seems like grass-fed is like the fancy premium product that a lot of times is out of my price range. (laughs) Well, yeah, but actually grass-fed beef is the norm in many countries. Like me, I'm from New Zealand, it's normal there. But here in the U.S., Well, it's corn and soy. But it's not just about cost. What cows eat influences the flavour of beef. You get differing levels of fat, marbling, and of course, divided opinion. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, here in America, grass-fed is typically more expensive. But these premium prices make it possible for places like Kualoa Ranch to invest more in their cows. Kualoa Ranch is mainly a tourist destination on Oahu, but they're also a working ranch. They only produce grass-fed beef and have been doing so for years. I think that there is, the market for grass-fed beef is is there. That's Taylor Kellerman, the ranch's director of diversified agriculture and land stewardship. The ideology behind grass-fed cattle is that you do have a premium product, and so therefore the pricing that you command could be a platform where you can make that economy a little more reasonable. I think what is a little more difficult is just simply having the resources. More slaughterhouses will keep cows on Hawaii, but there still will be cows sailing to the mainland. The difference is is that there might be more Hawaiian grass-fed beef available to the average consumer. That could help bring down prices, supply and demand, right? Yeah, and something that I'm keeping my eye on is the possibility of new players in the market. Congress recently set aside $1 billion just to help start up more slaughterhouses, independent slaughterhouses. Gosh, you weren't kidding when you said that monopolies were a big concern on the mainland. Okay, but even if some entrepreneur got the money, it's still going to be an uphill battle to change the status quo, right? Yeah, it's nice to be able to say... Here's the slaughterhouses, and this is the silver bullet, but it will require a real shift in how things work. 
For example, ranchers will have to keep animals for years rather than months. But Keith Unger from McCandless Ranch is giving it a go. He has 15 baby cows growing up on Hawaii grass as we speak. Myself as a rancher, I would prefer to do that. I take pride in, in the animal we raise. And so we're, we're exploring ways to, to keep more here, to finish more here, to help supply the needs for the local market. The future of beef in Hawaii is hard to nail down. But Paniolos are resolute. They're always on the hunt for greener pastures. For themselves, their cattle, and Hawaii. I hope the future is greener, but we'll have to wait and see. We will, and I'm sure you'll have your eye on it. Thomas, thank you so much for sharing your reporting today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. learn more about local food, including recipes, gardening guides, and of course, more of Thomas's excellent reporting, visit civilbeat.org slash Hawaii Grown. Hawaii Grown is a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat and funded in part by grants from the Ulupono Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, the Marisla Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, and the Frost Family Foundation. To learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL to 66866.